and what is this? As the threats descend and circle, will you stand back to back with pack, or will you run into the dark and the unknown? everybody and welcome to a rendezvous with destiny outcast a bite marks actual play podcast as ever Woo-hoo. i am your gm loose and with me today i have hello i'm am i play magda magda mori she is the prodigal and we both use she her pronouns and magda is excited to be back in london and is enjoying this new club and will definitely not drink a potion that will make her do stupid things that's just alcohol. I'm envisioning like some Alice in Wonderland. Well, you've got the option of both here. It's a witch's club. Exactly. Mags will do both. She's already started drinking. <laughs> Shocking is barely drinking. Mm. Okay. The the, um, the the problem with Mags is that it unleashes all of like Adam's worst uh, past. Wild card, baby. Decisions, yeah. yeah. It's like before I, any of us knew Am. Mm-hmm. It's like liability university Am, yeah. I was never a... I was not a liability. <laughs> I knew how to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you at this time, but it sounds like you were a liability. <laughs> I seem to remember a night when you'd gone bowling. And Will had an interview <laughs> okay. the next day. Okay, so I okay, got a, okay. A phone this call. The family. This is a family-friendly podcast. Ah. This, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm all in favour of, of gently teasing Am, but this is a bit harsh. Um, speaking of things that I'm all in favour of, me, I'm Will. Um, I use he/him pronouns. I'm playing Declan the Fixer, who also uses uh, he/him pronouns. And I also have embarrassing drunk stories. Yay! You do. Everyone does. One time. In, my, I think my, my main thing is you're in favour of Declan. Uh, no, no, I'm in favour of me. I'm okay, in favour of Declan. He's, he's so baby girl. Um, and then speaking of things I'm in favour of, Chloe. Oh, hello. Um, my name is Chloe. I play uh, Harriet. That's the game we're playing. <laughs> I play Harriet. We both use she, her pronouns. She is the howl of the pack uh and harriet does the absolute opposite for me that mags does for am because harriet uh unleashes all of my like protection abide by the rules uh instincts and so what began when me and am first made characters as going oh it's gonna be so cute i'm gonna be like the gay aunt and the mentor and you're gonna be like the cute little little queer girl and then um now we just hate each other <laughs> because we are but opposites. In a, in, in a way that is very special in a mother-daughter relationship. Absolutely. And I'm very Chloe here has it. a healthy relationship with her mother and she agreed with that. So don't give me that look, Byford. <laughs> Fine. 
I didn't say that it was a healthy uh, mother and daughter relationship. We just said it yeah. was special. <laughs> We're playing bite marks. Yeah, bite marks, we everybody. Bite marks. Emotions. There you go. That's the that's the so tagline. You are. So, where we last left off, you had entered this new club, Stormlight. You had been trying to find. Am's old friend Baz. Instead, you ran into a somewhat shady former contact of Declan's named Gus. You were led up to the VIP VIP area up on the mezzanine level, um, and Gus has reappeared, followed by a figure. This figure is it's taller than average, but looks pretty unassuming. He it's a man. He is wearing a suit. Um, Smart haircuts, um, shaved face, can't really tell much about him, and the two of them walk towards you and join you in this um, little booth that you are sat in. What does he smell like? Um, give me a Harness the Wolf. Anyone who would like to give me a Harness the Wolf may. That is a nine. Nice. Nice. This dice question. is rolling real good for me today. Love you. Um, eh, boo, 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 boo. None of these will tell me what he is, which is annoying. Um, I guess who slash what is dominant in this situation to get a better understanding of like this guy's status. Yeah. Um, you sort of have a look to a look at this man and you know who this is immediately this is um tony nine lives he is one of the leaders of some of the he's a leader of one of the somewhat underground aspects of the supernatural community in london he is very powerful you don't know exactly what he is but you do know that he is in control of certain aspects of keeping the supernatural community separate from the mundane world and making sure that that all runs smoothly so he's like the boss version of Declan yeah cool pretty much um I will unnecessary, but yeah, <laughs> clocking who he is. I will like do whatever body language I can to be like you're the alpha in this situation. I understand that, and kind of do my best to indicate to the others that like he's a big deal. Be very respectful. Yep, you, that you do that. That's absolutely fine. Um, the two of you, you are Pat. You know each other well. You immediately clock the sort of body language that um, is that, that Mags is using so you immediately sort of like, oh, okay this is a powerful and important man um, yeah he, like Mags is clearly displaying deference to this guy without any sort of snark or anything which I think she'll probably indicate to the two of them like how big a deal he is that she's like yep yeah, you're the boss you're in charge I'll do whatever you say 
So uh, he sort of sits down, sort of smiles at you, but it's not a particularly nice smile in a sense. Um, sort of leans back against the cushioned seating. Um, it is so very nice to meet you. From my associate, I understand that you are looking for information about some certain people. This is information that I have and that I am willing to share with you. But nothing in this town is free. So in order for me to give you this information, I will need a little favour, first of all. What kind of favour? You know, I miss when people used to just trade in money rather than intangibles. Anyway, this oh, was it, it was so much simpler. But there is something that I need that I cannot get. And well, I think... this one's making all the decisions and nods his head to Harriet. Oh, what was that? Sorry. Oh, he he was he was saying that um, Harriet's making the decisions and sort of like deferentially being like you have to ask her for approval, basically. Um. So, Nine Lives nods and then sort of looks at, starts treating Harriet as if she is the most important one of the three of you there. Um. So I need some information that has gone missing, stolen back. If you can procure me this information, I will give you all the information you need about the group and the kidnappings that we have been having in and around here as well. I think the two might also be tangentially connected so having the information would be incredibly useful. I don't like the fact that people have gone missing on my turf. None of us do. I see no reason why we couldn't cooperate with you, except I think we're going to need a little more information about... Uh, well, firstly, the information you'd like us to steal back, as you so aptly put it. And the information that you seem to think we need. Well, I have shipping manifests. I have some old, um, old knowledge, old law books about um, the group that seem to have done some of this damage. Um, I have people watching the ports, and he looks at a. He's got a watch, and somebody looks at it, and in about. 12 to 18 hours, I should have some very fresh information. And again, he smiles quite nastily. Oh, thank you, that's actually, that's very helpful. Um, well, how about the information you, you need? Where is that? What is it? So, as you may... Obviously, we are the supernatural community here. We... My job is to 
make sure that things are smoothed over with some of the mundane aspects of this country and this city. Some files about certain members of our community have gone missing. Uh, they have been taken by the... There was... To be fair, there was a murder. Um, and one of the detectives is getting a little too interested in what is going on here. And he seems to have taken certain files from secured places that he should not have had access to and we need them back. Mag visibly relaxes at that because she was convinced that Baz had something to do with the files. <laughs> okay, that, that sounds doable. We just have some... Um... As, as, as you know, I have my own contacts in the law enforcement community of our great country. So, I will. I would prefer not to damage that relationship more than is strictly necessary. That could be. Well, don't let them know it was you. Well, that would be ideal, wouldn't it? Okay. Do you mind if we discuss this? Uh, quickly, just in private. Of course, before... not, at all, not at all. He stands up and gestures Gus to follow him, and he does leave, and he goes and sits at a different table on, up on this VIP area. I, I am suspiciously. Uh, and then I will whisper to the others because I don't trust that he can't hear us. Um, okay, so, wait, so he wants us to steal from the police is what I'm yeah, getting I'm at yeah I'm game it seems like the detective is conducting a private investigation further um, so to me it reads as he's not necessarily asking us to go throw down in a police station but uh, his private uh, quarters essentially hmm. Declan do you think that the level of what's being asked of us here is proportional to the kind of information that we could get. It sounds like a lot of information, to be fair. Oh, I, th- I think it is, and I don't think there's going to be another way we're going to be able to get our hands on it, which makes it more valuable. Yes, I think you're quite right. Quite right. Right. Okay. I'd sooner steal from the police have- than this man. I already have a pitch for a plan, if anyone's interested. Okay, uh, we don't even know where we're going yet, so... <laughs> Gus? Gus and um, Nine Lives are both sitting on a different table. Do you just him back over? Okay. I'm, I'm just going to quickly lean over. There's not any unseen ears in this room, are there? Gus just grins at you and doesn't say anything. <laughs> Okay, let, let's keep playing until we know we're somewhere safe. Okay. Right, good. Sounds good. Um, I will say that, Mags, you've, you've never met Nine Lives before, but you have obviously heard of him because he is... Yeah. There's no leaders of the community in London. It's pretty much 
out on your own. But there are... It's like a power vacuum, an, right? There's an unofficial council. And he would be yeah. one of those council members. Exactly. Um, I... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i gonna... Uh, that's why Magda's been keeping her mouth shut, because she knows she'll be no help by talking. Um, but she is gonna say... Um, also, uh, Gus, um, sorry if this is, like, a piece of information that we only get once we finish the job or whatever, but do you know, do you know Bez? Um, Gus sort of has a thing and sort of... Uh... Yeah, 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 I know Bez. Um, excellent, well, uh, do you know, do you know where, uh, where he is? Because he wasn't at the pad. Right now, um, I know he's been, um helping with some of the setup of the shindig that's going to be happening tomorrow night so it might Ooh, be okay, out that, on the heath at the moment sense. that makes sense okay cool just wondering well are you going to be taking the deal that uh, my boss has offered I look at Harriet I think we can yes um, I think we're all in agreement Nine Lives comes back over them and holds out a hand uh, to shake on this deal. My, everything in, in me is going like, bad! No, don't do it. But I, Harry is like, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, um, Harry will shake his hand. You shake hands and as you do, you feel... A little spark of some sort of magic. Fantastic. This can only go well. Um, is, there any, is there anything marked on Harry's hand? No. Just you feel a spark of magic, and I would like you please to roll me a harness the wolf. I can uh, do that. So just uh, just Harriet. That's an eight. Nice. Ooh. You can ask me a question, see if you can figure out what that was. Uh, I'm going to ask what do they really want okay um he does seem pretty on the level that I need these files back and um like he needs these files back and he will he is off willing to give you that information hmm. um what that spark of magic seems to have been is just some form of agreement to that level that if you provide yeah. the information that he needs, he will provide the information that you need. I think that's fine. Yeah. We can do that. This, this won't go wrong. That. We're not going to die. No. Everything's going to be fine. Mags is genuinely enthused that she has been given, like, sanctioned permission uh, to steal from a cop. Yeah. Um, so... A cop who's doing this independently, which makes it more fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is a... Yeah, so... Um, for, for, for Mags, I mean, not, like, ethically or anything. He, um... So... I sort of, like, looks to Gus and goes, Well, I have, um lots of business to be getting on with Gus if you could just give them all the relevant information and I will see you 
Uh, well, I will probably see you tomorrow at the shindig, but um, when you have the information, um, Gus will tell you how to contact him so we can swap. And he smiles Thank you so much. again. Like when he smiles, there's just there's like too many teeth when he smiles. Ah. And then he leaves. Uh, Gus has left the union, so he's like, so, and um, out of a briefcase, he pulls, he pulls a, puts a, pulls a briefcase up and puts it onto the table and opens it. And inside, there's just lots of information. So it looks like they have been following this detective a little bit. So there's photos of the detective um, at work, where he lives all the information that they have on who he is, what he is, and what he's done. Because this is a private investigation that he's conducting, does it look like when he is in... Have they discerned if when he's in the office, like, if he takes the files with him or not? Um, from what they could... From what it looks like what they figured out, the information... So what I'll do is I'm going to give you a brief overview of what is in the briefcase. Then you're going to have to roll and ask questions to see if you can figure out anything out and anyone can ask questions and roll. Okay. So in the briefcase, you have um, the information about this. So this is um, Detective Inspector Sloan. Um, mm-hmm. He has... Um, he's quite a decorated um, policeman. Um, but there are certain notes in his files of um, he seems to have been shuffled around a little more than normal into different precincts and different houses. Um, there's been a couple of notes on his file about things like maybe taking things a little bit too far in the line of duty, um, okay. but is good He's at getting results. Keen. So that seems to have been slightly swept underneath the rug um what it looks like is as nine lives said there was a murder um uh looks to have been an out of control vampire killed a mundane uh, it happens um the and mags you know this um the unofficial council of london have contacts high up in the government, in the police force, yeah. so that they can, who know about. They're like this is our business. We'll take care of it. Yes. So there are, and there are, there are people, there are supernatural figures in government, in sort of the yeah. big institutions, to high up to help move these things around and make yeah. sure that they don't come to light, essentially. Um, this there's, there seems to have been a murder, and uh, Detective Inspector Sloan got a little too interested in. Yeah. He wasn't assigned to the case, but he started getting too interested in it, and he think and he seems to think he's found out something, and he's just been trying to find evidence of other odd murders, and he's been taking mm. files of. It looks like the files that he's been taking have been about old case, some old case files, yeah. some files on well-known sort of criminals in the area, that sort of thing. And it looks like it's been a mix of he's either just straight up taken the file out of the police station he's currently based in, or has okay. made copies and has taken them home as well. Okay. 
So during the day tomorrow, when he will be at work, the files will be at his house. Yes. Presumably, yes. Cool. That seems easy. Huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, can I... I'm just looking at, like, what my moves are. I guess I will harness the wolf. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, I rolled a five, so it doesn't matter. So plan A, smash and grab. Maybe make it look like a break in. Take some other stuff, or like make it look messy. Um, because if we go into his house, leave everything the same, and the files are just missing, that is only going to make him more suspicious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I would also like to point out that we've been asked to get the files back. We've not been asked to solve the problem of the DI. You have not. No. Um, so if he remains suspicious about the supernatural community, that's fine. That's not our problem. I mean, it is, but not, you know. Correctly. It's our long-term problem, which means Harriet will be thinking about it. But right now we don't have yeah. to deal with it. <laughs> yes, if it things is. go sideways, our options are either to kill him which, like, Max is down to do, but suspects the others aren't. Mm. Um, or to just be up front with him. Yeah. Okay, good to mm. know. Yeah. Now that could be an interesting angle. Which is what I think that Harriet might take and that Max does not want to happen. Um, mm. But those are kind of, like, where I'm at. I'm like, these are the three ways it could go. I don't know if anyone else has any other input I mean, the only thing to consider is whether he would... Uh, obviously, we know he's taken the files. We don't know that he's going to leave them in his house or his flat. Yeah. Like, he might be paranoid he... or he might take keep them on his person on, like, a USB stick or something. Um, he might. We're in the early 2000s, by the way. Yeah, yeah. This is the early Yeah, thing. that's it why it's a USB stick and not files. just on his phone. No, it's the physical files <laughs> he, that he's taken. He... He you don't might. know if he has copies. I don't, I don't think he's going to take them into the office because he's, he took them from the office. So it's more incriminating if he like has them on him directly True. in the workplace. So I think he's going to keep them at his house and work on them after hours. Yes, I think I think that's more likely. Um, um, but we don't know those things. So, that you know, yeah. we just, we've got to just try and find Do out. Do we have any information about whether he has... A family? Um, divorced. No kids? Um, does have kids, but doesn't have, um, it's, custody. the mum has full custody. Yeah. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, no chance of accidentally murdering a child then. Good to know. Um, cool. Yeah, I am, I'm happy to do, to go to, I am hit, uh, that's Australian. Scottish. Scottish. I'm happy. I'm happy to do a smash and grab uh, then after we get some sleep tonight, if everyone's cool with that. Yeah, I mean, I'd prefer to limit the smashing and I'd prefer you know, a controlled delicate take rather than a grab but... Do you not yeah. think it's better if we make it look like a standard robbery? Yes, but we have to be careful that they're not going to trace it to us. That's fine. It will wolf it up until we get there. And so it'll look like, if anything, there's some dogs kicking about, maybe. 
Okay, so what? Some some dogs broke into his flat and stole the documents that he spent his entire like year working on. Exactly. They'll never suspect us, and he can't admit if it's a robbery that he reports to his workplace. He can't what? say the files were taken because he has them illegally. Declan's right, though. We can't make it look like dogs broke in. Who's we're not going, going like to. Him. We're not going to make it look like dogs broke in, guys. I'm saying we go there in wolf form so that no one's like, I saw three suspicious humans hanging about. No one's going to think that dogs broke in. Okay. Cool. Uh, should we grab some food and catch some sleep then? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, is it worth... We need to find out what times he tends to be at home, what times he's out. If he's a detective, he could be working any hours. We don't know that he's there yeah. on the day uh, and not at night. So we need to find those things out before we just head off. Is that information not in the file? Um, so he does have a work day, which is like his... He is normally in the office. Well, in the office. He's normally at the station between nine and five but he is a high-ranking detective so he is sometimes out earlier out later and sometimes he then if he has been out all night he sometimes won't go in the next day that sort of thing okay so we're safe assuming he's out in the day but we just got to be careful because he might there's a chance he might not be yes exactly we can just you know play it play it by ear we don't ideally we'd like to get it done tomorrow so that we have something to give uh mr nine lives at the festival but um you know if if it takes another day or something that's fine yeah there isn't a like there's not a hard limit on how quickly this needs to be done but it did seem urgent but if it's a couple of days that you don't think that would be a problem exactly the point of the matter is that if this guy does get too close and start asking a lot of questions, Mr. Nine will just have him killed. This just kind of avoids the mess. I suppose. Yeah, it's I... actually a pretty good point. Yeah. The stakes are low. This is just to help us out. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay, if everyone's feeling good, I am absolutely famished and I really need a kebab. <laughs> I can second that. No kebabs for Declan? I... No chips and gravy? Come on, man. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to stay in shape a little bit at the moment. So. We need a lot of calories. We're wolves. You need protein if you're staying in shape, man. Yeah, that's what a kebab I, is. I, pure I, protein. I'm, yeah, and I'd like to get it that isn't in the form of something you'd probably eat on a hut, you know? Oh, you're so picky. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna, they're going to look like this without it. I'm going to like, if there's like a bartender or... Oh, you know what? I'll talk to um, a thingy on the girl I'm on the way out and just yeah. be like, is there any good kebab places around here? Around here? Hank sort of looks like this. There are many kebab places around here. Um, there is best kebab. Mega kebab, <laughs> mega best kebab. And he just starts <laughs> listing 
all the like, you know what kebab shops are called in the yeah. UK. And he lists like ten of them, and it's all like some configuration of mega, greatest, best. Hilarious that Luz listed two kebab shops that were next to each other um, on the high street in Exeter. Yeah, on purpose. Yeah, I know. It, it was it was fun. I think mega best kebab sounds great. Right, sure. Okay. A kebab's and a kebab. Hank just like put it is up the street that way. It is next to a fish and chip shop. And then continues oh. scanning people in. Thank you, sir. See you tomorrow, man. Pat him on the back. He smiles and he pats you back he pats you on the back as well and like you move forward a couple of feet. Cool. Get some food and go to sleep. Nice. So you go and um, grab <laughs> some dodgy British uh, night meals. Um, Delicious. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. good. So good. Um, Definitely won't make us ill. Yeah, it really makes me want one. You're a wolf, you're fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you've got a high constitution. Um, you grab your food, you head back to where you are crashing. Do you go to sleep? Do you set up a watch system? What are you going to do? Um, unless people are super keen to watch, Mags feels good. Like She'll just lock the window and go to sleep. And if Baz comes back, he can sleep outside. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm at this, at this point, I think... I don't think Harriet would be like, we need to set up a watch or anything because, like, this is where Max has stayed and has been safe all this time. So it doesn't make sense that we would need to do that, but she is still going to be quite on edge. So it probably will take a while to, to get to sleep. Very nice. Um, you all go to sleep and it takes you varying lengths of time to get comfortable to the noise and the ambience of this fight. At about five in the morning the three of you with your very good hearing wake up as you hear someone climbing up the fire escape outside they seem they seem to be not stumbling but a little unsteady on their feet as they sort of make the climb up and they sort of hit the side of the fire escape a couple of times sort of muttering to themselves I sort of turn to Mags and I'm like is is that bars? I'm gonna shift and then go stand by the window and or I guess yeah sit by the window and just like see who it is yeah you can lift up the newspaper that's covering one of the broken panes sort of peer out with your wolfy night vision um stumbling up the stairs looking very tired and possibly a little tipsy is Baz. Um, yeah! What does Baz look like? Baz is much like uh, our golden friend. So tall and so wide. Um, quite handsome. Uh, a shock of like ginger hair and a big bushy ginger beard and very freckly. Um, the like cubbiest cub ever to cub. <laughs> um like he's got an earring, a little chain necklace, um, and Mag just goes into like puppy play mode as soon as she sees him. She's so excited. Mm-hmm. Do you remember to unlock the window? 
<laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I can't because I'm a wolf. <laughs> uh, but I will like run by the lock and like bark and look at Harriet. I roll my eyes and I'm out the window. Um, you're the window. Baz has like paused on the stairs, sniffs, his face lights up in a grin. He turns into a wolf as well. Um, he turns into like this big, like ginger, like like fully like red wolf, more like kind of fox colour sort of thing. And like sort of scrambles up the last sort of bits of the stairs, and, like noses the window open, jumps in and bowls you over. Yeah. Just absolute puppies. Like Taylor's going like the clappers, just yeah. so happy. Very good. Um, Baz sort of writes himself and he's one of those he's, you know when certain dogs they wag their tail and their entire body wags it's not just their tail yes he's doing that yay oh I'm gonna kind of like play about for a bit in wolf form and then yeah. kind of realise that I need to be able to explain things <laughs> um so I'll wait until it's the most like inconvenient moment. Like for example, Baz is running at me to jump onto me, and then I shift back, so I'm immediately smaller, and he will like run into the wall or something. Yeah, he sort of sees this. You can see the panic in his eyes as he like one tries to avoid trampling you, and two like ah, and panics, and he shifts as well, like halfway through the air, and then he <laughs> sort of like lands on the floor in like a very undignified heap. <laughs> Baz. Okay. The- this is my pack from home, guys. This is Baz. He's a legend. Ew. Hi. <laughs> We've heard a lot about you. I've heard not much about any of you. Well, I'm Harriet. Nice to meet you. Nice. Um. Um. Welcome to the pad. Um. If I'd known. That people were going to be here, I might have um, tidied up a bit. Oh, that, that's okay. I think okay. it looks great. Of course you do. Oh, you'll never guess what? We got a job from Tony Nine Lives. That's cool, but also somewhat terrifying. He's really I'm glad scary. somebody knows. Yeah. Very terrifying. Very scary. We're here because of the disappearances and that. It's been happening to us too. So we're trying to like figure out what's going on. Yeah, it's been... Um, things have been a little tense since you left. Yeah, people going missing. Supernatural communities getting it's a, bit, a bit panicked, really. We're going to fix it. Going to fix it. Going to be on the case. Has there been a lot of disappearances here? Not, uh, well, the difficulty is it's London, but none, none of us are proper, well, no, we're all proper supernatural creatures as such, but um, we don't really go in for the traditional structures, so people tend to be a little more free with things. So someone might have gone missing, but someone might have also just gone up to Birmingham. So there's it's not unusual not to hear from people for we call people for just just to go away for a bit but um it's so now it's a diff, now it's the difficult question of where did they go missing on purpose or did they go missing through someone else's 
making it do so. And he's sort of like, right. looks a bit confused at how he's trying to word that. No, it, it's okay, I understood. We're trying to make it so you only have to worry about the ones who go missing on purpose. And then mm. I guess you don't have to worry about them because they've gone missing on purpose. Exactly, it's just um, anyway. things are just a little tense right now. But um, that's why they put on this big... Um... Oh, have you heard about what's happening tomorrow on the Heath? I'd point at the flyer. Right, yep, cool, you saw that. Um, I've been helping um, Alex set it up a little bit. Um, you know, Alex, Alex is... Um, Alexandria, she is a very old um, witch um, who is once again on this unofficial official council of the people in charge of keeping sure that making sure that nothing under super untoward happens in London. Oh, you're being Grandma's little helper. That's he so just sweet. like glares at you. Yes, a little bit. Um, but so we've put it on one to you know make uh, have a bit of a party, help, try and help m make people feel better. But there's going to be some sort of um, announcement as well about things they've been putting in place to try and help protect us. Oh, that's cool. That will be good to know. Yes, it's not not one to miss. Every everyone is going to be there. Uh, what's the time? It's. About five o'clock in the morning. Oh, great! We got ages. Um, we so yeah, this job. We need to go steal um some stuff from uh, a copper's house. That sounds fun. Um, that's, that's I mean, just I'm, normal I'm, operation in London then. Bag shrugs. <laughs> you, you you mean you've never broken into a police officer's house? Not a police okay. officer's house. Okay, glad I'm with the uh, the pros. They might we might see. <laughs> I'm very excited, uh, Declan, in the least demeaning way to see uh, something that you're really good at. I just mean because we're in the forest on a farm, and that's not like your thing. Okay, thank you. But, but this is your thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Hey, you're for what it's worth, for what it's worth, I think you're pretty good at uh, what you do on the farm, anyway. Thank you. Aww. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, I don't know how much. Baz, it's basically just like it's a farm. We all live there. It's very boring. Um. We run in the woods a lot. You'd like the woods? They're fun to run in. Don't have to worry about uh, anyone getting in your way. That, that bit does sound quite nice. Oh, maybe the next time I come visit, Bass can come with me. Sure. And, and mentally, I don't think Harriet says anything out loud, but mentally she's just going, visit? Question mark? <laughs> But right now is so, not the moment. Yeah, I mean... Do you guys want to go back to sleep? Do you want to start our stakeout? Go find food? What's the plan? 
Well, it's going to be a few hours before this man is officially at work and we're probably safe to go. It might be worth... Yeah, but... oh, go, go on. Oh, we can pitch up outside his house and check if he's leaving. Yes, that's what I was going to suggest. <gasps> yeah, same wavelength. Look, let's go. Investigators. Okay. Something like that, yeah. Um, do we have to worry about, uh, I know they have cameras and stuff in places like this. I look at Declan because this is very much his department. Yeah, I mean, if it's his private apartment, there, there might be a few or some way of tracking, but we won't really know until we get there. Um, some way to hide our faces might be useful, especially those of us who are historically known to the authorities. So, masks or um, just some, you know, pull down kit or something like that would be really useful. Okay. So we well, can, we can look into them. I have plenty of scarves. That does not surprise me. I feel like, because uh, obviously we've, we've done quite a long journey, so we would have brought like a couple changes of clothes. Yeah, definitely. And all of, all of Harriet's clothes involves scarves. Multiple. Amazing. <laughs> so you cool. sort of grab some... So you're going to get yourself ready to head over and start this stakeout? Yeah, I think... I think so. I think we shouldn't purposefully be like, we are hiding our faces until we're a lot closer, otherwise we'll look very suspicious immediately. But yeah, we I take think, scarves with us. Yeah, if we place ourselves at different points, but like in view of each other, maybe one of us has a book, like Declan has a smoke or something, just like around the yeah. entrance at like seven-ish, and just like wait to watch him leave. Perfect. Yeah, so he lives in, um, you know, the sort of like rows and rows of Victorian terrace houses in London that have been turned into flats. Yeah. He lives in one of the basement flats of um, one of those buildings, so it's going to be very easy for you to see when he comes out. Um, cool. Uh, there is a little park on the other side of the road. Um, not much, just a bit of greenery with like a bit of a child's playground and a bench. So if one of you could post up there, and then there's... Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, it's just a regular suburban street in London. Cool. I will nice. post. I'll post up in the park um, if we have like a Walkman or something, and just be like, listen. You can to have music. little radios, like walkie-talkies. Yeah, have a little radio. Right. Um, and I would ask, you know, I think Declan would be good to like be smoking outside a building, maybe. Yeah, I can mm. do that. Um, I don't know what Harriet wants to do. I mean, you mentioned if uh, if there's a book going, Harriet would definitely look in uh, uh, look in place. Maybe uh, if like there's a, a bus stop, just oh, yeah, absolutely, there. yeah, yeah. So the three of you sort of post up outside. Um, can I have harness the wolf rolls from harness the wolf or? Um, Harness the wolf, or... I suppose there's... Axons. Can... Not really. 
I'm gonna say yeah, it will be action instinct because if you want to, you can try and try and hear things or try and smell things. Yeah. Oh yeah, then that makes sense. Up to you which I'm one gonna you act want on to instinct. do. I'm but doing action instinct. Which one instinct. you want to do and what you get. Um. I got a seven <laughs> in. Oh, it's feral. In. I got a seven in a uh, Hannes Wolf. Hannes, okay, so what question would you like to ask? Uh, where is the trail slash where is my prey? Okay, so you um, sit on the other side of the road in this park on the bench and you sort of just looking around, keeping your eye out. Um, you sort of breathe in. Um, and as you walk past earlier, you try to like sort of figure out what the scent of this man was, uh, and, so, and it does smell like um, he is currently in his house. And you can see that there's lights. There's a light coming up from the basement area, the basement flat. So it looks like he is at home. Cool. That is good to know. Is I got a else? seven on Act on Instincts. Okay. So what are you? So. Are you trying to smell things? Are you trying to hear things? Are you trying to see things? What, what are I you think doing? I'm going to focus on the hearing for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mostly because it's a very different environment for Harry, so she's not only trying to hear what's going on like around this apartment, but just also get used to what is background sounds and what is not background sounds yeah that makes sense um so yeah trying to find out if there's anything interesting about what's going on around the apartment yeah so you sort of i want to say open your ears which is a really weird phrase to use um but you sort of close your eyes a little bit and just let the sounds of what's happening around you be filtered through your brain it's about seven o'clock in the morning people are getting ready to go on their commutes people are starting to leave their flats leave their houses um you can hear the rumble of cars not many cars on this road um there are some and some start to leave and go you can hear that sort of bustle and the start of people getting going off and going to work um you take this all in and you sort of filter it out so you can focus on this flat where the ice loan is. Um, you can't hear anything specific as such, um, but you can hear some low murmuring. So it sounds like maybe, and a little bit of static, so maybe a um, radio or, so, or um, maybe a radio or the TV, something like that. And you can hear the rustling of papers. Uh, someone going through sheafs of loose paper. Uh-huh. Files, perhaps? Who knows? Is Declan doing anything? Um, I rolled a sick for Hans the Wolf, so I'm not going to see anything. But it is like nope. Okay. So, you are there for about an hour or so so it gets towards eight o'clock and then harry you start to hear different movement from inside the flat so you hear the shuffling stop you hear some footsteps you hear something open 
and then something close definitively. Then you hear again some movement and some shuffling of things maybe being re rearranged. And then about 10 minutes after that, a man comes up out of the basement flat. Um, bold. Um, make quite not super tall but maybe nearing six foot bold quite heavy set <coughs> wearing um a slightly shabby suit isn't wearing a tie um comes up out of the basement flat looks like he hasn't really been sleeping very well as he comes up he lights a cigarette and gets in a car on the road and starts to drive away uh-huh. so di sloan has left his flat you think that the case files are in there and your job is to get them without alerting many people as to what is going on. Our job is to be gay and do a crime. Indeed, be gay, do crimes. And on that note, that is where we will leave this episode. Oh, Woo! Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Luce, you're so good <laughs> at building like a tension of a world. It's so fun. I'm so Thank nervous. You. <laughs> you should this be. is fine. He's not here. We know that the files are in there. I'm what not nervous. Right. I'm not nervous that we can that we can't do this. I think we can do this easily. I'm nervous about the backlash. We're just look. The hard this, part this, about this... doing a crime is not getting caught afterwards. It's a Tony Nine Lives problem. <laughs> he doesn't care. He's like the mafia boss. He doesn't care if we get arrested. Yeah. He just wants his files. I mean, he probably would care if you get arrested, but um, in the sense that <laughs> I've got more stuff to deal with in the supernatural community. But yeah, no, he he's very pragmatic. Uh, it's fine. Go team. It's all um, good. It's all good in the hood. <laughs> cool. Um, we did it. Um, if people want to hear more of our lovely sonorous voices, Will, where can they find you and me? Um, we are on a podcast with the Date Night Drive-In. That's at the D8 Night Drive-In on Twitter. And you can just search Date Night Drive-In. And it's also on the feed for this um, podcast. So really, it's not hard to find. It's a movie podcast. It's us talking about movies because we like movies. The movies. Do you know what else I like? Uh, me. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, you do like Dungeons and Dragons. I love Dungeons and Dragons. In fact, I love it so much. I'm on a Dungeons and Dragons podcast with Chloe. Yeah. It's called Deck of Many Aces. Uh, we are all actual asexuals and we play actual D&D. Actual play. Haha. Um, I play the party fighter and tank. Chloe's the party bard. Very silly and fun fantasy dynamics. Uh, Chloe also does things outside of that. I do. Um, you can find me all over the internet at Clo underscore with the flow. I stream on Twitch three times a week. Um, I do various things like write music, which you can find on Spotify, Apple Music. It's great. Amazon, she wrote the theme to this episode. All that stuff. She did. She's I did. Amazing. Well, technically, Am wrote it, and I was like, "What if werewolf?" and jazzed it up. Um, so we both wrote it. It's a team effort. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, but I will also be on um, Actual Play UK in the middle of October playing Shiver, which is going to be Ooh. real fun. Um, and yeah, I think that's all I've got going on right now because I'm already talked about Deck of Many Aces. So and yeah. 
loose if people need to find you, what can they do? They can summon me through some esoteric ancient ritual found in a forgotten cave. There you are. Uh, so join us next episode for us to uh, have a break-in that goes horribly, horribly wrong when Luce takes like the three hard moves we accrued in this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used one of them. Um, I hate that I can't <laughs> tell when you use a hard move. It's great. It's really good. It's very I hate it. Uh, but for now, we will see you guys on the hunt. Ow, ow, ow! Ow, 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 ow! This podcast is a work of narrative fiction. All people, places, and events described are strictly fictional in nature, and any similarities they may bear to reality are unintentional and coincidental. The Bite Marks system name, mechanics, and law are solely the property of Black Armada Publishing, and are used in this podcast with their express permission. That said, if you do find any of the content in this podcast interesting, you should check out Black Armada at blackarmada.com. The cover design for this podcast was illustrated by Eileen Tapp, who you can contact for commissions on Twitter at Grass Groves. Any music or effects used in this podcast were either publicly available with no associated copyright or composed by the podcast hosts. If you have any concerns over any of the content in this podcast or in its disclaimer, feel free to get in touch with us via email at rwdpodcastcontact at gmail.com.